8.48, time for this week's quotes now as we move on with Choi Kyung, Hong University Law School. Good morning. Good morning. And just to set up this week's quote, uh, during a press appearance with NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg on Thursday, National Security Advisor John Bolton's earlier comments hovered over President Trump. Remember, he'd said uh, that uh, the Libyan model would be something to follow for North Korea's denuclearization. Um, but President Trump seems to have rebuffed that, saying the Libyan model isn't a model that we have at all for North Korea. Uh, let's have a quick listen, first of all. Well, the Libyan model isn't a model that we have at all when we're thinking of North Korea. In Libya, we decimated that country. That country was decimated. There was no deal to keep Gaddafi. The Libyan model that was mentioned was a much different deal. This would be with Kim Jong-un, something where he'd be there, he'd be in his country, he'd be running his country. His country would be very rich. His people are tremendously industrious. If you look at South Korea, this would be really a South Korean model in terms of their industry, in terms of what they do. They're hardworking, incredible people. Uh, But the Libyan model was a much different model. We decimated that country. We never said to Gaddafi, oh, we're going to give you protection. We're going to give you military strength. We're going to give you all of these things. We went in and decimated him. So President Trump adding a a little bit of a a spanner in the works, perhaps. He is, is, at least it's not the bombastic rhetoric some might have expected after being uh, kind of shown up by North Korea in the media this week. I would say rather than um, throwing a spanner in the works, he's actually trying to smooth things over. Uh, you heard actually um, the beginning part of the quote already in the BBC news report at the top of the hour. But um, I just wanted to unpack the events that actually led up to Trump making this statement. Please do. It all began, um, as everybody knows, when North Korea suddenly called off the summit that was going to be held between South and North to sort of talk about all the cooperation that was going to happen, you know, following the the two leaders summit that took place a few weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the cancellation happened literally just a few hours before the meeting was actually supposed to take place between all these high level officials um, uh, of North and South. And I think everyone was really caught off guard. They were totally surprised, taken aback by this. And The thing is, so many people then went into this kind of I told you so mode, um, talking about irrational exuberance by the South Korean government. And, you know, what can you expect from North Korea? This is the way that they've always behaved. Mm, Um, You know, mm. it's a secretive, irrational, belligerent dictatorship ruled by a ruthless, murderous uh, tyrant. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. they're just back to acting their normal way. But I have a very different take on this. Well, I'm interested to hear that. um, Well, you know... Kim Jong-un may be ruthless, uh, he may be murderless, murderous, but he's uh, nothing unless, uh, um, if not strategic and very calculating. And he has done nothing uh, that we've seen that doesn't actually have a tactical or strategic uh, intention behind it. So what made North Korea act that way? Um, so far, the most plausible explanation that I have heard um, about their motivation is 
the the military exercise that was going on um, between North and the U- sorry South Korea and the U.S. and we actually heard a statement from uh, Lee Sun Hee, who is a um, a official with the North Korean Unification uh, Ministry, that really confirmed this. So basically, uh, this Max Thunder uh, military exercise that's been going on um, between. U.S. and South Korea. This is the 18th time that this military drill is taking place. Yes. And it actually started on the 12th of May and North Korea didn't make a peep then, right? So why did they all of a sudden get provoked on the 16th? Well, And arrange a meeting before it. Everybody suspects that, uh, not everybody, but the, the, the report is that um, the F-22 stealth bombers mm. actually made some... Um, Uh, flights, incursions into North Korean airspace um, in the days leading before that. And that really provoked the North Korean military. And so um, although we believe North Korea to be this sort of ironclad dictatorship ruled by Kim Jong-un with a tight fist, uh, there are always um, another faction that is within the military, which is also the reason why the military leaders have been changed so frequently by Kim. And so I believe that North Korea had to take that kind of stance in in order to essentially quell um, the uh the, the discontent um, among their own ranks, as well as give a warning to uh, South Korea. Um, because I think everyone was sort of really kind of um, relaxed by this because Kim himself said in the summit with um, President Moon that he was okay with the US, the South Korean military exercise. But that wasn't the end of what he said. He also said, as stability returns to the peninsula, I expect the uh, the, the exercises or the, the, the um, what to be modified. And I believe that Kim did expect certain modification, the way that, you know, the previous exercise had been delayed by the two countries. And to actually have these kind of, um, you know, actual incursion into, you know, their airspace, I believe would have meant that he felt humiliated. Yeah, well, and apparently North Korea state media, this wasn't widely reported, but a couple of days beforehand had reported that uh, Kim Jong-un had... um, not turned up for a military exercise in North Korea that he used to oversee as like a tank firing, almost sporting competition, but it it was very much scaled down compared with previous years. So maybe that that was reflective of what you're saying. But when I said spanner in the works, Mm. I just want to get your thoughts on this finally, because what I meant was President Trump has thrown a spanner in his own works. In his um, own works. Uh-huh. John Bolton yes. has been brought in as his security advisor. He's been openly talking about this Libya model and suddenly President Trump is uh, is going directly against, contradicting what John Bolton had been saying. Interesting point. Now, John Bolton is acting as his national security advisor, but uh, Trump has also brought in Mike Pompeo, who's mm. really been do, doing the grunt, you know, the, the the brunt of the work in right. the North Korean negotiation. And so although Bolton has been um, talking up and really taking the hard line, as he's wont to do uh, on North Korea, talking about this Libya model, um, and, uh, you know, he, we know that he really wants to sort of uh, bring North Korea down and really rub its nose in the dirt. But at the same time, Trump wants this these talks to work. Um, and he also wants to gain the upper hand in the negotiations. So by having 
Bolton talked this like tough line of talk. He's essentially sending a mess, one message to North Korea, but also having Mike Pompeo um, handling all these behind the scenes meetings, etc. He's also doing. He's basically uh, following a two track approach, I think. But we know now that the Bolton approach hasn't really worked, and so I suspect that Trump is going to take a more conciliatory approach. It's interesting with both. Trump and Kim at the moment, we're having to second guess why they're saying and doing what they're doing, whether they are in control of their uh, minions in the government or whether they're having to appease certain factions. It is fascinating. Thank you for bringing us your own analysis today. It's always great to hear from you. Choi Kyung, Hongik University Law School, with this week's quotes. Thank you.